Hey, smart mamas. Welcome to the Scrub Caps and Sippy Cups podcast, a podcast about balancing mom life and work life and everything in between. Being a mama is a hard job. We are three nurse anesthetists reaching out to support and encourage other moms with hectic and chaotic lives. I want to be a nurse anesthetist. No topics are off limits. Relationships, finance, mental health, work. And we aren't sugarcoating anything. No way, hold way. This is real life, real moms, real advice. And we want this to be interactive. We want to hear from you, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Hello, everybody. It's uh, Lacey and Crystal here. Ellen will be jumping on soon. So we'll uh, just get started here with uh, a little update. The last time we chatted was when, Crystal? It was right before the election, right? Oh, yes, it was. And yeah. did you listen to that episode? There was a lot of things that were spot on that we talked about. <laughs> oh, really? I, yeah. I completely forgot. Like, so, okay, remind me now. Well, we said something like, you know, next time we're back together, we'll know the election results. And uh, we're like, well, will we? And we're like, well, yeah, they should. And we talked about like mail-in ballots and polling. Oh, and- yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of funny. So now that all of that is done, thank goodness. Yeah. And we can talk about like what's been going on in our lives outside of, you know, all of the stuff in Washington. So... Crystal, how are you doing health-wise? Where are you at in your treatment plan? Like, how's all of that going? How are you feeling? So my update, I'm officially halfway through chemo. I've done eight infusions and I have eight left to go. It's wearing on me though. You know, I feel like I started, I started really positive and everything and I'm just kind of like been worn down, you know, and I still, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm over, I'm like going down the hill now. Like I can see the light at the end of the tunnel, but it's just it's hard and I'm back to work now. So like any and all energy is expended at work and then I'm just spent. I don't even know how you're back at work. Like it's not, it's hard, a lot harder than I thought it would be. And they're being like so great to me, but it's just hard just standing, walking, thinking it just little things you don't really realize you need energy for. So you have your treatment one day a week and then do you work the other four? Do you are you back yeah. half time or yeah, I get chemo on Monday and then I work uh Tuesday through Friday. And oh, um, I don't even know how you do that. That's a lot. That I is know. a lot. And I, I'm I, sorry. I work on the weekends at the at the spa. So Oh my gosh, Crystal. It just feels like I don't recover. You know, like before no. I, I had it every two weeks, I'd have like a bad week and then a good week. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like all bad. Oh, Did you I'm have sorry. to go back for yourself or for your uh, employer? Well, I chose to go back just because there's so much time I need off. I was only getting 60% pay and I need off like how many weeks for the mastectomy and then how many weeks for my next mm-hmm. sur- surgery, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And technically they don't have to hold my job for longer than 12 weeks and that yeah. scares me, you know? So mm-hmm. I yeah, just thought that's it'd be best lot. to go back. Well, I'm not surprised that you're exhausted and you're feeling it. First of all, physically, I feel like you should feel it by now because like it's been a while. 
mentally because it's also wintertime and COVID and all the craziness plus this, plus yeah. you're back to work, like legit exhausted. And now you have your spa, which is super exciting, but still like, you know, I wouldn't even recover from that. And I'm going through chemo. I feel like I would need a day off. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot, but I'm, I'm doing good. I'm getting through it. So. Well, it, you have reached some really important milestones, and that's really exciting and something to celebrate. So we exactly. are so proud of you and so excited to cheer you on. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So, Ellen, you have some exciting things that have been happening. You had a big move. We talked about that. And uh, when do you break ground on your house? And is there something else you want to tell our audience by chance? Yeah, so, <laughs> so <laughs> I, we're supposed to break ground like in the next week or so which means that our house will be done probably around May 26, which is also my due date because I'm pregnant. Oh. We're having a little girl, which was a massive surprise. We were all expecting a boy because we always have boys and the symptoms were the same. And I don't know, it just didn't even cross my mind that it would be a girl. I was just like, boy, just a boy. Every, yeah, I'm a boy, boy mom. Yeah, I'm like, who, like, do people even have female children? I just make males. <laughs> So when they told us it was a girl, I mean, we were floored. I literally thought my husband was going to pass out because his gaze stopped and like his jaw hit the floor. And I was just like, <laughs> is he still responsive? Oh. <laughs> so that's cool. And I, well, at least, Christmas- I was going to say, at least now, you know, to bring a list of girl names to the hospital instead yes. of like me and just bring boy names and then pull out a girl and be like, oh, shoot, we have no even starting spot for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, thankfully, I'm not waiting to find out because I don't I don't have that kind of self-control. Mm-mm. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where we ended up. Like everyone's like, do you have a name? I'm like, no, I have a list of like 1800 boys names. I didn't even think to make any girl names up. Yeah. Like, I don't even know where to start. So um, but I am really excited to shop for a girl because like the girl clothes are just way cuter than boy clothes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although so boy clothes I- have come a long way. They have, but they still miss like the little ruffle and the frill and the uh-huh. bow tie and like all the oh. cute stuff. And all the like f- ruffles and frills on the butt. Yeah. Oh, great. yeah. All the little baby butt stuff gets covered up. Yeah. Yeah. It's super cute. It's, I love it. So we have that. And then I decided to, even though I was, I swear there was an episode where Crystal was talking about like aesthetics and I was like, yeah, that's just not for me. And then literally one day I woke up, I'm like, now it's for me. And I think it's because of COVID. When COVID shut us down and elective surgery shut down, I was like, this is stupid. I need to do something in healthcare that like I'm in charge of. So then I followed in Crystal's lead. I did everything she said. She said, go train with Kelly. I was like, yes, immediately. And like, I just did everything she told me. And we need to give a shout out to Kelly. And so where can people find her? And then we should put her stuff in the um, show notes too. Yeah, um, she's in Michigan. <laughs> yeah, Kelly Herman's Beauty Fi Academy. Yeah. You can find her on Facebook. Um, she lives in Michigan and, and terrains out of Detroit. God bless. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a mouthful. Instagram, she's on uh, the Aesthetic Anesthetist. Mm-hmm. She's the best in the biz. Trained like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of CRNAs. Mm-hmm. I... So yeah, but anyway, st- um, starting that up was no joke. I totally underestimated the caliber of starting a business like that from the ground up. Like I remember Crystal, I distinctly remember you telling us how hard it was, how much uh-huh. work it was, like all the stuff you were doing. And I just like, like I heard it, but it didn't hit me until I started. I was like, what on earth? I know it's a lot. 
And then it's still even ongoing. You know, I've been up and running a while, but there's still like just stuff. So I was like totally caught off guard. Have you started injecting now, Ellen? Yeah. Yeah, I have. And that, believe it or not, is the easy part of it. Like I'm not a business owner from the ground up. You know, I've never had to worry about inventory overhead, like freaking putting money out and like figuring out places and people and like paperwork and apps and all this crap that is like totally out of my wheelhouse that I'm just not good at. And my husband's like, I can help you. I'm in IT. I'm like, yeah, you can help me, but I have to learn it. Like I can't like Mm -hmm. run a business and be like, oh, sorry, I have to call my husband to come run the app for me. You know, like I have to learn, but I mean, it's a lot like, and you know, Crystal, I don't know how you do it among everything else you have going on because I'm trying to do it among like working and kids and living. And I'm like, no wonder it takes people years to get off the ground with a brick and mortar business. Mm -hmm. And then like years to see an ROI because you, it's, it's not cheap. Mm -mm. It's expensive to start this stuff up. And I distinctly remember Crystal telling me that too. And I was just like, (laughs) (laughs) I remember telling you that too. I remember her telling us that. (laughs) I remember telling you a number too. I was like, I only spent about this much. And I heard it, but it like didn't hit me like how it should have. I was just like, "Uh uh-huh. And then I'm like, (laughs) what is this? It's no like, joke. Um, but Kelly is the best. She like, yeah, she makes it feel like how to do everything because I want to do this for a long, long time. And it's just like the ins and outs and it's just all the, like, what are you, how do you actually do it? And she walks you through all that. She is actually just flew to St. Louis not long ago to do a training for me and some friends I have here in St. Louis. And she came to my house and we fed her like uh St. Louis style meals and we had a really good weekend i like adore her she's like one of my top five favorite people oh that's awesome yeah yeah Yeah, i i like feel like i it's funny because whenever i talked to her i felt like she was so similar to talking to crystal that i like had this immediate like love for her (laughs) figure out who she kept reminding me of and then now it totally makes sense why I like immediately connected. Cause I just like felt at home. Like I would with you guys, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. She is. Yeah. We are like freakishly alike, actually like family growing up just like so much. It's crazy. Yeah. But- I love it. I love watching you guys like develop as a, as a powerful twosome. Yeah. Well, what, about, the- what about you, Lacey? <laughs> well, so we have some exciting news also. It's not a baby, but it's oh, a puppy. <laughs> just as good. Those are just as yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. We we got a puppy. Sorry, I'm just like knocking stuff over at my desk here. So, you know, uh in July, our eight and a half year old lab dog passed away very suddenly and unexpectedly. And it was really heartbreaking. And it's been interesting and and really heartbreaking to watch like your children grieve and like learn to like grieve and learn like what true sadness is and like that you can't just make it go away and you know like uh we'll just randomly find my son like crying in the corner just because he misses the puppy and then he just like you kind of try to ask like well what triggered this emotion like you know were you thinking about him he's like i was just thinking about how much i loved him you know and then your heart just like melts and breaks and you're just like just give him hugs and we just tell him that 
you know, it's okay to feel sad and it's okay to cry. And, you know, I don't want to like shame him or be like, it's okay, it's okay, you know, but, but it's really hard to watch. And so, you know, with a baby and everything in 2020 and puppies are super hard to come by because everybody thinks now's a great time to get a dog. Mm -hmm. And so like a puppy, I even distinctly remember telling my husband that there's no way in hell we're getting a puppy this year. And now I'm eating my words as Mm. I clean up after a puppy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> because, as we always do. Yep, yep. That's that's just how it works. But we ended up uh, just kind of like the right puppy found us. And mm-hmm. so it was just the right situation and it kind of happened faster than we wanted or expected, but we're really excited. And she's a sweet, sweet dog. So the kids are adapting and learning. And What's her name? Her name is Cedar. Cedar. Oh, I love oh, it. I do too. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I don't envy so, though potty training of puppy no, in the winter. No, no. So my husband, like we went, we decided we were going to get this dog. Then we went out to lunch back when we could like, we actually like went to a restaurant. It was like, we were hiding in the corner. We weren't exposed or anything, but it was like the one time we went out to lunch. So anyways, my husband and I were talking after he said we were going to get this puppy and I like threw out a name. He's like, that is the dumbest name I ever heard. And I was like, well, what do you got? And he goes, Cedar. And I was like, Oh, yeah, that sounds good. Okay. So then, like, I took the kids and we bought the little name tag and whatnot. And I came home and we bought a little collar for her. And I was like, look, we got the stuff for our new dog, Cedar. And he's like, why are you calling her Cedar? And I was like, that's what you named her. And he's like, we decided that was her name. And I was like, well, now it is. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it stuck. (laughs) You can't go back now. Yeah. Yeah. Did your kids ask any questions about, like, death and like humans and if we die or anything um kind of it was just more like the way that we explained it to our kids is our dog is uh very sick and it means that he's dying which means that we're not going to have our dog Jack anymore. He is, he's going to go away and he's not coming back. And so we, we tried to keep it very simple, very like concrete and, and try not to use any keywords like goes to sleep or like, you know, pretend like the dog's still alive somewhere else. We're like, it means that our dog Jack isn't here anymore and it means he, he can't ever come back, you know? And so we tried to just keep it very like blunt, but, you know, without going into too much detail. And they seemed okay with that explanation, actually. That's, that's interesting. This is like totally not at all on the caliber that losing a dog is, but my fish died on Thanksgiving and like, I was the only one caring for, and I literally was like, I knew the day before it was going to die because it started having seizures. Oh, I didn't know that could happen. I didn't know they had seizures either. me, Me either. I had no idea, but like, it was very clearly a seizure. And so I Googled it and it said, once they start having seizures, like they're going to die in like 24 hours. So I'm like, okay. So I wasn't, I didn't say anything to the kids. And so when it died, I was, you know, we live with our in-laws. So I said to my mother-in-law, I'm like, do I like tell the kids the fish died? She's like, I wouldn't because when the, when, you know, my husband and his brother were younger, their dog died and she told them and then, or no, it wasn't even the dog died. She said they drove by a cemetery and they said, what's that? And she told them like what, what that is. And then they started asking all these awful questions about like, are you going to die? Am I going to die? And she's like, unless you want to have that conversation. I said, nope, I don't. I'm just going to wait till they notice. Yeah. And they still haven't noticed. Um, oh, you could just go like, get a, a new fish and just pop no, a new one in there. Nope, 
I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't even want the first fish. That was my mother-in-law that bought it for Michael's like first or second birthday. And I'm the only one that took care of it. I washed the tank 85 times a day or a week. I fed it. Like it was one extra responsibility for me. So when Landon, Landon is what Mikey named it, croaked, I was like, peace oh, out. One last thing to take care of. <laughs> yes. One thing to take off your to-do list. Yeah. So yeah, I was just wondering if you had that conversation because she told me not to bring it up to the kids. And I just figured if they ask me like, where's Landon, then I'll tell them. But yeah. I won't bring it well, up. Well, we actually had for an entirely different reason, we had a well child visit for our baby, Cora, like the day that we found out the dog was going to die. And then we had, you know, we were going to see if how things progressed. And then we ultimately chose to have him um, put down humanely um, with a vet that came to our house, which if you can find a service that does that, do it. That's what we did too for ours. It's, it is like a beautiful thing. Like, wait, did they come to your house? They came to our house. We did it like it was in July. So we did it on our back porch outside on the deck where his like favorite spot was. It was a beautiful sunny day. Like it was just a, a very beautiful end to his story. Were the kids there? No, we, a friend of ours took the kids and went and got an ice cream with them or something. But yeah, it was, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. If you can, if you need that service, which hopefully you don't, but if you do find someone who can come to your house because it's a wonderful thing. But um, our pediatrician told us to just like, keep it, keep it blunt and to just like not go into too much detail because they get really confused and then like they have really concrete thinking. So if you like try to explain like, you know, like spiritual things like heaven Mm -hmm. and all of that. So like he didn't ask where he went. We just said he's, he's gone and he's not coming back. And it means we don't have a dog Jack anymore. And mommy and daddy are really sad. And then our four-year-old was sad. Our two-year-old, it took a little while Every time we would come home, she would think that he was waiting for us. So we had to like explain again and again and Aww. and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's really, it's hard. It's a lot harder than I thought it would be, honestly, because, you know, I mean, like you think as a parent, like children are like so much like more than your dogs, like your dogs start as your kids. And then like when you have kids, like your dogs kind of become dogs again. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and so- yeah. It was like, well, you know, it's not like our child, you know, but it it was still really, it was really hard and it was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. And, but it's actually like teaching them like about emotions and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you shared that story. Cause I'm sure a lot of people are going through that or going to go through that and have questions because nobody knows how to handle that. I know there's books and stuff, but like you said, they have very concrete thinking. Like at certain ages, you just have to say like very bluntly, this is what happened. Yeah. That's the end. Cause that was my question. Do you talk about heaven? Do you not talk about heaven? Like they can't understand that. Yeah. We yeah. didn't talk about it. And uh, we didn't, like I said, we didn't really like, I think my son like tried to go into a little more detail, but he was also just like really sad. And so like we would talk and he would cry and then he'd ask a question and then he would cry. And so then it was like, you know, the conversation like wasn't like a lot of like deep thinking happening about what all this really meant. Yeah. He just needed a process. So I picked up Tegan from school today and she is always singing like, 24 7 she's singing um she's not talking and she just like makes up lyrics and, <laughs> and they're like 
actually really good. You know, I, I told you guys that. she's gonna write. I think she's gonna write the next Hamilton. She like she's just so clever. So she's singing a song, and like sometimes you don't even know if it's an actual song or something she's making up because it's just it's so random. And she's singing about her friends and her day at school and she then she started going into she misses her friends like and then she started naming like the friends that we don't get to like my friends friends you know that don't yeah. come over mm-hmm. and play anymore um she misses them and the friends that don't live close to her but she'll she'll still know them when she gets older and she'll still love them because they're deep in her heart and next thing i know she's crying her Aww. eyes out in the backseat She's like, mommy, I made myself cry. And she's just like me, you know, like she can cry over anything. And I'm like, oh, honey, you need to sing a happy song. She's like, okay. But she had herself all, all a mess missing her friends. Oh, that's so sweet though. Your daughter has such a like pure, like she does just like sweetheart. Yeah. It's very cathartic to her, I guess. It like brought Mm -hmm. out all her feelings. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) We need to talk about a happy topic now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's December 1st. Super exciting. There's been a lot of pictures of people posting their decor in the moms group on Facebook. And oh my God, like these people in their homes, like how, like, are they professionally decorated? Because mine does not look like that. <laughs> like I don't every- know. Some of them were like, they look like hotels. <laughs> no, the one girl, I wanted to comment, like, is that a fucking castle? Like, do you yeah. live in a castle? But I thought yeah. that would be kind well, of There was like one today that was like this like beautiful tree and this like stairway that's oh, like just yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. And then like garland around. It was just, I mean, like these things Fancy. are like magazine worthy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Fancy. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's definitely services that like come to your house and do that. There's yeah. a service for everything. Yeah, there is. So I want to know, do you guys have real trees or fake trees? No, fake. Oh, my God. Real trees have spiders in them. Yeah, fake. <laughs> that, I'm the same. Like, I could bring a bug from outside, inside. Why would I want to do that? Fake. Totally. No. So and I, there's, like, spider eggs in them. And then no. there's a lot of spiders. No, thank you. Mm-mm. And then so, there's the needles. The needles fall everywhere. <laughs> and it's, like, a fire risk. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't. I uh-uh. literally, I, I sound so prissy, but I'm like... Oh. There's spiders, there's cleanup involved. I'm like, give me the fake tree that's pre-lit. Everyone's happy. How about you, Lacey? Oh, I know the answer here. Lacey's like, I like a real tree. I chop it down myself. Yeah. No, no, no. So that's the interesting thing. So we have a real tree. I grew up with a fake tree. My husband grew up with a real tree. And when we got married, he insisted that we are doing a real tree. But he like does plenty of like yard maintenance and tree cutting and stuff like that. So he's like, I don't need to like pay extra money to like go cut down another tree. So we just go get the like one in the little shoot netting thing and then take it home and it kind of airs out and stuff. So, so it's pre-cut. Yeah, it's pre-cut. Yeah, it's pre-cut. We just get it. We usually get it at Menards, honestly. Uh, So yeah, that's, that's where we get our tree, but we do have the real tree. I will say it's grown on me. I was always a like fake tree girl and, uh, you know, it's just become like a fun tradition in our family. And so do you guys do like themed ornaments or like some people do like a whole gold theme one year and a red theme one year and like a Buffalo plaid theme another year, or do you do, you know, the same thing every year? We do like the same thing every year and like we build 
like I'll build like this year. Yeah. Um, I was looking at it and I was like, it's just so boring. So we went to Michael's and got those things that stick out, you know? Yeah. 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 Oh and we yeah. Did, I got a bunch of those and put them in there and it really like zhuzhed it up. But I have ornaments from that. My mom started giving me. When, I like that. It's a good word. Zhuzhed. My mom started getting me ornaments when I was a baby. So I have one from 1981 all the way up. And then we still go and get an ornament every year. So we've got all those ornaments plus like. Oh, I balls. saw the one your husband picked this year. Oh, the Clark Griswold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got to pick this year. That's cute. And then we also, I ordered one online because I was going to have him make one, but then I found that one actually exists. Um, it's a dumpster fire of 2020. <laughs> Like a That's physical awesome. ornament. Wait, wait a second. Can you? Yeah. I need that in my life. Away. Yeah, I found it on Amazon. Um, it hasn't come yet, but I'll link it. Uh, I'm like it. My like I've been saying for this whole time. Like my life is a dumpster fire of 2020. So, I mean, if that's not perfect for me, I don't know. I yeah, need that. I yeah. need that immediately. Yeah, so I'll link it. But when we put up the ornaments, it's like we go through each ornament, like, oh, this is from whatever. And, oh, I remember this one's from whatever. And then Tegan obviously does it with us. Well, she's seven now, and she's got a couple, like, special ones. Oh, Mommy, remember this one? This one's special to me. And she, like, does the whole tradition. And it's just fun. It's like a walk down memory lane. Yes. Yeah. What do you guys do? I We do the same. So I'm that person that, like, loves numerous Christmas trees in the house. And right now, obviously, I can't because I'm not in my own house. But typically, we have like our watch out next year. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Typically, we have like our big, big, big one, and that one we do like in gold and silver, and it's just like very like glam. And we we get those things too, Crystal, that like you stick in those branch things, Mm -hmm. and like these clip on like like really pretty like gold and silver flowers. Just like it's very over the top. But then I have another tree that we do like red and green, and like it's like more like fun and like kid like. And then I like to put a little tree in each kid's room. I'm just very, I'm like very, (laughs) I mean, everybody knows I'm extra to begin with, but (laughs) at Christmas time, my extra is like on another level. I love that. We do have two trees. We have one like that's like 12 feet tall. And then the other one that we put like, I don't even know, you know, in the front of your house, like some houses have like one center window that's up really high. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we put one up there, but the only way to do it is like Rick grabs it from the bottom, climbs a ladder with it, oh and then gosh. sets it. And it's big; it's probably nine foot tree. And oh I gosh. record him doing it every single year, and he's gotten better and better. The first year, I think that tree like went left and right and fell <laughs> over, but this year was pretty good. He al- he almost lost it uh, just once. So we're That's making so progress. Funny. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I love it. I love it. I think that like when we build our house, we have all these evergreens outside and I'm going to like be extra, extra, extra and also decorate that. <laughs> oh yeah. We have one in front and we decorate it like with ornaments and lights and everything too. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you have to like, it's just mm-hmm. so cheery. I wish I, I could leave love it up here, right? outside Christmas lights. I mm-hmm. love driving yeah. around and like looking at all the outside Christmas lights. Yeah. Do you guys like them white or colorful? So that's a huge debate in our house. I always grew up with multicolor Christmas lights and that is like what they should be to me. So I'm always like in favor of that. My husband, I was grew up with white lights and so he won and that's what's on our tree. But when we put colored lights, multicolor lights outside. Oh, good. I prefer like all white or like maybe a twinkly white, but Rick likes to add red and green. So I let him. 
Yes. I let him. I I also like Twinkly, but my husband does not. (laughs) So, and he's like Clark Griswold. So I just let him, but I multicolored are not allowed. That's for certain. No, no, no. I can tell you, (laughs) it's so funny. Like on the inside of our house, I love the white on the tree, the white, just like soft white. Mm-hmm. I am obsessed with the big multicolor ones oh. on the outside of houses. I yes. think they make houses look so like just like holiday cheer to me, you know, but it has to be the big ones. It can't be the little ones. And now I've passed it to my kids because the other they know like Michael only wants multicolor ones and my husband likes white. So our tree has like everything on it. It's very spazzy. But outside we drove by a house with those big fat multicolor ones i think everyone knows what i'm talking about like the old school mm-hmm, ones mm-hmm. and he like freaked out he's like oh my goodness look at this beautiful house he was like, <laughs> so, I'm like yep, that's my kid. that is my kid that's I'm, awesome i'm the same way yeah i just think that like those throwback lights are just it's like that nostalgic little glass green christmas tree with mm-hmm. the fat lights yes! on it that everybody keeps yeah! bringing back that's where I, I don't know. I just have like such a spot in my heart for all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I'm not a Grinch. No, no, a Grinch definitely not a Grinch. I don't think any of us would qualify as Grinches. No, not at all. I think we like the holidays a lot. Yeah. For sure. So, yeah, I think everybody's family has a Clark Griswold in there somewhere where it's like the person who's like all about decorating and like putting up the lights outside. In my family, it's probably, it's my dad for sure. I cannot get my husband to put lights up outside because he hates heights. Oh, So yeah. every year I feel like I'm up on the ladder and it just so <laughs> happens that every year I'm like 38 weeks pregnant at that time. Oh, and gosh. my neighbors literally think that I am out of my mind, which I am. But next year I really did look into like a service to come do it because I mean I just don't want to keep fighting that fight my whole life yeah I mean I definitely like see where it's especially in like like we live out in the country so it's different but like in you know where you've got like a ton of like homes in close proximity like Mm -hmm. like there you would actually like have a legit business doing that Mm -hmm. definitely yeah and they charge so much money you guys i bet like thousands of dollars yeah a year it's mm-hmm. crazy the granted they do like the commercial grade lights and they like custom cut them to your house and they store them for you oh wow but still thousands of dollars a year i'm like that is not i mean that's like extra beyond my level of extra but i might for next year well, if it was just me, like if it were up to me to put lights up, they would not go up. You know, yeah. I would, I would yeah. pay someone. Yeah. You know, if you like the look, but don't want to do the work. I don't okay. even know if I would put a tree up if it was just me. It's a lot of work. You'd probably get like one of the little ones, the little pre-lit ones. Yeah. I hope I never have to like think about that though. Hope it's never doing any. Oh, now we're getting sad again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We need to talk about yeah. back, back. the toddler tantrums so i found this article on npr gosh it's from like 2018 and it's about toddler tantrums and basically like 
why toddlers in some cultures do better than toddlers in other cultures with uh, like, why are some kids like better helping with chores than others in different cultures? And then I sent it to Crystal and Ellen. Did you guys get a chance to look at it? Yes. I thought it's pretty fascinating. Yeah. I think it's cool how like, so basically the premise I got was the earlier you involve your kids in chores, like talking as soon as they can stand and hold a spoon, they should be helping you wash it basically, Mm -hmm. you know, because they have that innate, like I want to help. I want to help. And the more you shush them away and do the work for them because they'll just slow you down. It just kind of hinders their, uh, that innate want to help. And then when they become capable of efficiently helping you, they don't want to because you've kind of like squashed it. Yeah. So they're saying to, allow them to help you early and it will foster that um, want and need to help. But it's not, you know, universal. The Western cultures haven't really adapted to it. And that was the main kind of question in the article was why? Why do you yeah. think? Yeah. Well, you know, I was, uh, I think that some of the negative aspects and granted, this is like in like current times, not like why haven't we adapted to it over like decades because Mm. like this trajectory isn't like new, you know, where Western cultures kind of like poo poo kids and like kind of just say, you know, you go play and I'll do it because you're going to slow me down and I'm busy and I got to get this done. Whereas the Mayan culture and the Mayan philosophy is to have the children help and it's about community and family and like them doing something with you. And then you like take the time to teach them when they're young so that they can help you when they're older versus like, I don't have time to teach you right now. So just shoo, which I, I mean, we all fall into Mm -hmm. that. I think I definitely do. And I think in current times, we sometimes glamorize the negative things about toddlers, like the hashtag meltdown Monday, tantrum Tuesday. Like we kind of, you know, glamorize all of those things and like definitely like highlight the negatives about toddlers instead of like the fact that universally toddlers like across multiple, like all cultures want to be helpful and try to be helpful. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Ellen? I think too, that like they learn skills and life skills and how to, you know, act and behave by mimicking. And that's why like nowadays, a lot of their toys are of like cleaning supplies and like kitchens and stuff, because they found that when kids help with that kind of stuff, like Montessori is so big because they learn by mimicking and by like actually doing things, even though they might not be doing it right or like perfect or whatever. That's how they, their minds develop in so many ways, but also how they come to understand like, okay, this is the role in the house. Like this is what's important to do. This is how we do it. And then when they grow older, they become like more functional members of just like not society, but like families because as a child, they were allowed and, and, and you know, and encouraged to participate in those things. Like whether they say, like, whether you bake with your kid or, mm-hmm. you know, you clean with them, you give them a rag or like teach them at a young age, like to fold washcloths, because all of this not only gives them the skills that they need by like mimicking, but also empowers them and gives them confidence too. Mm-hmm. You know, rather than being like shushed or pushed away or like made to feel like unimportant or insignificant because they can't, you know, do it to your desire or whatever it is. 
And I think it's just lack of patience. I get it. I'm mm-hmm. not a very patient person. Like that drives me batshit. Like if I if I give her, you know, a spoon to wash and then now the spoon's still dirty and there's yeah. water I have to clean off the floor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, that's Especially when they're two. Want, <laughs> yeah. You just want to get through your tasks so you can do what you got to do. Um, yeah. yeah. But, but two is when they're like really in that stage when they're like, I want to help. I want to do everything myself. Like, mm-hmm. no, yeah. I do it. I do it. It's because I think that's where their confidence comes from. And I, it's so frustrating sometimes. I, what was I doing the other day? Oh, we were like, oh my God, we were decorating the sugar cookies that I baked. I don't know if you guys saw that story mm-hmm. where I was like, this is literally a test of any adult patience. <laughs> a child that's like two years old with icing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was sitting there, it was like killing me inside, but I'm like, you know what? Ellen, if I could drink wine at that moment, I would have been like, go have a glass of wine and, chill the <laughs> out. and just let them have fun and enjoy and feel important. And like, you know, give them what they deserve too. But a lot of times it is patience. You're just like, I would rather not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this NPR article is actually based on like research that was done. And when they were interviewing these Mayan families and asking the children about the things that they were doing, they would notice like, well, my mom is tired. And so I cleaned up the house because she was tired. And so like one of the things that I thought was really important in this article was that um, this quote that says, it's not just doing what you're told and it's not just helping out. It's knowing the kind of help that is situationally appropriate because you're paying attention. And it like by... Like pulling in your kids and like having them involved in those things, like they're able to like emotionally like have like some emotional intelligence of like recognizing like we not only need to clean the house, but mommy's really tired and I can help her by doing that. Mm -hmm. And it was like the kids who were like six were saying these things. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, it makes sense because imagine if you always like shush them and push them away and stuff. And then you've pushed everybody away, right? And then you've done all the work. Now you're pissed off and tired because nobody helped you. And then you yell at them. Like, how confusing is that to them? You know, they don't even know, like, when is it okay to help? When is it not okay to help? And the other thing too is, I want to ask, how do we send our husbands to this Mayan culture so that they (laughs) understand when to situationally help? Well, I think that's just like teaching our sons, you know? Yes, I totally But But then those are the cultures where the men are going to go out and work and the women stay home with the kids mm -hmm. all day. So they really have time. Not that there's all the time in the day, but you know what I mean? More time in a full day Mm -hmm. that us working moms have in the, what, three hours we have at night? Mm -hmm. More more time. Yeah. So it's interesting too because, I'm sorry, I was just going to say one more thing. Those uh, same cultures are the ones where like they have more children in a family And I feel like a lot of the children help raise other children and Mm -hmm. really like take on a role of caretaker from a very young age and develop these skills that like leads them then, you know, in the future to possess them at a very young age. Whereas like in the United States, most families have like, you know, two, three kids and the kids never like raise their Mm -hmm. siblings. I mean, not never, but like typically don't Mm -hmm. and you don't expect them to. And sometimes it makes me wonder, like, there's something to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Now, how well, so let me ask you this. Did 
anything about the way that you parent or have your kids involved in chores change after you read this article? Because it did for me. And I like every time I read this article, I like add in something else that I like have my kids do. So did anything change for you? Yes, I try to involve her as much as I can. I see like Rick is really taking on the burden of the house right now. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I'm not and she's been like, can I help you, mommy? Can I help you, mommy? You know, this whole time. But I feel like it's like I'm more intentional about it when I do involve her. What about like yeah. how how have you changed your practice, Lacey? Your practice, your momming, <laughs> my my momming practice. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the first time that I read this article, we actually my son was two at the time, and we actually started to have him feed the dogs. And that became like his job. And then when our daughter, Hazel, was old enough, she joined him and now they feed the dogs together. And so that's kind of become their job. And then we've added other things on since then. One of the things I noticed was like, uh, you know, we do have a lot of like, like the kids kitchen and the kids like cleaning, you know, toys and stuff, but like actually, and so instead of them like mirroring you doing something that's like not like, it's just pretend, like I started actually like having them do it with me. So like they'll hold the dustpan while I sweep the stuff into the dustpan and they'll help me sweep, even though like when they sweep, like, yeah, they spread it out more, you know, but it's like, you know, I'm starting to like think of it more as like an investment now into the future versus like kind of doing the quick, you know, thing now and then, you know, suffering later when they don't see the value in helping you because you shoo-shooed them away. And I mean, we're busy. We don't have a lot of time. You don't have all day to like let them make an even bigger mess and then go clean it. You know what I mean? And so it's hard. It tests your patience and I'm definitely not perfect, but you know, they each get like a wash rag now and they wipe down their chairs and they bust their dishes and they're like helping load the dishwasher now. And every time I read this article, I like add in something new where I'm like, you know, they should be doing more. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think it's good to test your patients too. It's tough, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's really how you develop it. Practice. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I definitely have started to let, like when I'm cleaning, Mikey gets to spray the bottle of cleaning mm-hmm. stuff on the table and I'll wipe it. Or, you know, vice versa. And then lately, he's been wanting to, to crack the eggs. <laughs> That's like really challenging for me. But I keep telling myself, I'm like, Ellen, get it together. The worst thing that happens is we drop an egg on the floor and you have to clean it up. Like, it's not a big deal. Stop being such a control freak. So I let him do it. He cracks them. And it's been kind of cool because like he looks forward to it, to making eggs. And he cracks them and he gets like confidence out of it. He made breakfast for everybody. And he's like three years old. So he's really happy mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. And he cracks the eggs in and then we pour the milk in. He gets to whisk it. And he's excited when he cracks it to like put his finger in and open it up. And he peels his own hard boiled eggs now. I let oh. him do that. Even though there's like shells everywhere and he peels half of the egg white off. But we're <laughs> crying. We do that. And then I really have started to like stop myself and stop my husband because he does this. He sometimes doesn't have the patience to wait for the kids to clean up. Like they know that they have to clean up. And yesterday they made a huge mess. And I said, nobody gets dessert after dinner today until we clean up that mess. So we went down. He's like, I'll just do it. I'll just throw it in. I'm like, no, you have to hold them accountable and like encourage them to clean up their space because it's going to be a disaster, you know? So we really like 
it's so much easier to just do it yourself quickly, but you got to wait and go through it. Cause they're like, Oh, a Lego. And then like, <laughs> they start playing right. and you're like no, no, no. There's your love and logic coming out too. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm trying really hard for us to like tie it all together and make them feel really excited when they do things and like, you know, feed the dogs. That's another thing we let them do is they feed the doggies and they know that's their job. And I think, I really do think it breeds importance in them. They realize like, well, if I don't do this, like the doggies can't eat. And I say that to them. I'm like, well, what happens if we don't feel the doggies? And they're like, then they get hungry. And I said, well, how do you feel when you're hungry? And they're like sad. So I'm like, well, the doggies are going to be sad. So you should really feed the doggies. So it really, it just helps them. I feel like develop like on an emotional and social and mental level beyond just like carrying the ball, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a sense of responsibility and fulfillment, you know, when they do. Yes. Their chores. And we have a little chore chart. Family. Yeah. Yeah. We have a chore chart and like, she like makes up chores now with really whenever she does anything, <laughs> it becomes a chore. She marks off, but she gets a dollar a week if she gets 15. So she makes herself get 15. She'll Good let the dog her. out one extra time or, you know, do something. It's cute. I love that. I love chore charts. I can't wait to break chore charts out of my household. I mean, I guess I can already, right? Yeah, you could. Yeah, yeah they're you at the could. age. Like feeding the dog. And they, so they know that they have to like, on not on the weekdays, because I'm not here on the weekdays when they wake up, but like on the weekends when they wake up, they know they have to like make their bed, which is just put your 25 stuffed animals and 18 trucks back in your bed and cover them with a blanket. So they know that. And like when they get undressed, they have to put their clothes in the hamper. So like all these little things, my husband's like, why don't you just pick it up and throw it in? I'm like, because that's how they end up grown men missing the hamper. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. They need to know, like they have to pick it up, put it in the hamper. And like, that's important to them. They help with laundry. They load all the clothes in. I let them put like the non-toxic pods in and like all that stuff. They transfer to the dryer. Like they push the buttons. They understand. I really have been trying since you sent that to like everything I do. I'm like, can a toddler help with this? Mm -hmm. You know? And try to let them because they're really excited. They love it. I mean, unless it's an explosive or a firearm, like they can most likely help. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Or like, like you said, like they may not be able to like fold all the laundry, but they can fold the washcloths. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I don't know how you guys grew up, but I mean, it's just throughout my entire life. I've been like the messy kid, the tornado. I actually like... I don't even know how I learned this, but like I would always tell my mom that I didn't need to clean my room because of entropy. So, you know, the universe goes towards disorder. And so it's just going to go towards disorder anyways. Why would I bother cleaning it? And so um, I was always that kid. And I don't want my kids to be like that because (laughs) I'm like burdened by clutter Mm -hmm. and messes and like bad habits. And so I'm trying really hard to like be better about modeling good behavior for them so that they aren't like burdened by the same things that I am. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I thrive more in like a decluttered environment. Like if, if my space is in disarray, it's like, I can't think I can't function. Well, don't come over to my house right now. <laughs> well, you should see my house as I say that, but you know, like if I couldn't do a project or whatever, I need to straighten up where I'm going to work or it's just my yeah. mind's chaotic. Yeah. My, this whole room we live in, like we moved obviously with our in-laws, we live in like the one room and I'm having to change my closet over from my normal clothes to my maternity clothes. There's boxes of clothes everywhere. There's clothes everywhere. There's a crib in this room from when like the kids would take naps at grandma's house. The crib is full of Amazon boxes. Like it literally looks like 
I'm living out of boxes. I am essentially right now. Mm -hmm. And it's giving me such anxiety, but I'm like, I mean, what am I going to do? Like, where am I going to put all this crap? I have no, you still have just as much stuff with the, you know, four of you, soon to be five, just less space. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just literally like, there's just boxes of clothes all over the place. Mm. It's crazy. Crystal would have a panic attack in this room if she came in right now. I probably would. So I had a friend over for lunch and, you know, I, this time of year just always gets to me. Like I, I just feel like I slow down and like, as the days get shorter and it's just dark and dreary and we're in Minnesota. And so it's, you know, cold and snowy and whatnot. And so I just like, our house wasn't clean and my friend was going to come over for lunch. And I was like, yeah, okay. And then I was like, I kind of made a half-ass attempt to clean it. And I was like, you know what? It's fine. And then she comes over and she like comments in like the nicest way. And she was like, I really like coming over to your house because it's lived in. It makes me feel better about mine. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I am that friend. (laughs) I am that friend. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, thanks a lot. Yeah. Well, no, but I mean, she didn't mean it in a bad way, but it was just like, you know, cause I don't know. It's just, yeah. I know. I, mean, it's, I had a friend, I had a friend tell me my house was quaint. I was like, Oh, thanks. I think. <laughs> well, anyway, ladies, it's we're been like fun. way, I know we're like way over our time. Yeah. So we're going to wrap up here at the end. Um, as always, uh, if you guys could head over to iTunes and rate review and subscribe, that really helps us um, move up in the ranks and can help us do more with this podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at scrub caps and sippy cups. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hey Smart Mamas. And you can follow our personal accounts. I'm on Instagram. I'm going to give you my new page. It's STL underscore injector because I'm active on that. I'm not active on my old one. Lacey, what are you? I am Miss MS Lacey, L-A-C-I, Lynch. That's my Instagram page. And Ellen? I'm just Ellen Lawletta. On Twitter. Yeah. I mean, on Instagram. On Instagram. Good Mm -hmm. Lord. I need to get on Twitter. I hear a bunch of stuff happens and I miss it all. I just see like screenshots of it later on other platforms. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if I need all that in my life. It's too visually disturbing. Uh, I don't know. But anyway, yeah. Follow us on social and we will talk to you guys next time. And we want to know, send us a message or leave us in your, in the ratings or in our comments on social. If you have tried using this toddler you know, like way of working with toddlers and having them help with chores. Like, I want to know, we want to know, like, is this working? Have you tried it? What did you like about it? Did you change anything after listening to this? Like, let us know. I want to know what's working for you. Yeah, totally. All right. Talk to you next time. Talk to you next time. Bye.